Welcome to the True Transformation Podcast with your host, me, Josiah Novak. Welcome to the podcast. Here's my daddy, Josiah Novak. All right, welcome back to the True Transformation Podcast. This is Josiah Novak. And uh, I have three of my friends and colleagues with me today. We got the whole True Transformation squad in the building, man. Like, I don't even know where to start. I'm not going to pick someone to introduce first. I'm just going to, I'm going to go around clockwise just so it's fair. (laughs) We're on Zoom. We're live here in the Facebook group too. If you're not in our Facebook group, you can get the link in the description of the show and make sure you jump in there. But Today, we got a crazy, crazy cool show. Uh, we are talking about fatherhood. We're talking about our experiences with our fathers, lessons learned, good and bad. And then some of the things we want to pass on to our kids. Uh, and it's perfect timing because we're coming up fast on Father's Day here. I didn't even realize it until my wife was like, hey, what do you want for Father's Day? I'm like, oh my gosh, it's Father's Day already. Holy crap. So here we are. So with me, I have Mr. Ryan Callen, who heads up our client support service and sales department inside of the true transformation and also a crazy runner runs like a million miles a week and just, you know, tears up the course pretty much wherever he goes. Probably uh, I've heard of Ryan before. If you've ever uh, interacted with us in terms of joining our coaching program, you probably talked to Ryan or at least exchanged emails. So this is Ryan's first uh, adventure on the podcast, I believe. Right, dude. This one, yeah, we we dabbled um, into some sports stuff last year, but on this pod, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. I knew we I knew we'd podcast before we. Most of our conversations, for those who don't know, we 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 don't talk about business; we just talk about sports, and <laughs> especially when the Cubs are in first place. That's a lot of sports talk from my end coming at them. So, along with Ryan, I got uh, Mr. Alex Goff. You guys know Alex, uh, fellow coach inside of our True Transformation Lean Body Formula Program handles a bunch of clients people know him really well and uh what's up dude how you doing man hey man uh doing great i'm excited for this one it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun talk and obviously really excited to have uh have our other two people here with us it's cool to have y'all yeah absolutely and and fellow new face on the show here mr (laughs) coach jeffrey what's up brother how you doing man i'm doing great man jeffrey's new to be here as well yeah, man. Uh, new to the crew, our West Coast connection, uh, and a fellow father, and uh, has been in our program too. Got shredded, just crush it, dude. Your uh, your your viewpoints on things have been a breath of fresh air to the group. I know everybody's been super pumped to have you on board as one of the coaches inside our program now, and uh, now in addition to the podcast. So. We just got the uh, the A team with us. I kind of feel like a Magic Johnson or something here. I got to like dish out assists. I, I almost would prefer <laughs> just to sit back and let you guys do all the talking. So I'll get my part out of the way a little bit, and then I'll let you guys jump in and just crush it. Uh, I know for me, the topic of fatherhood is probably one of the most sensitive topics that someone could bring up to me. I, I tend to get probably more emotional, more triggered, more excited, more... Uh, no, nothing more motivating, I would say, than fatherhood, uh, simply because I come from a long chain of divorced families, fathers not really being involved, fathers doing some things that are highly questionable. And that's a nice way of saying it, uh, both on my mom and dad's side. Personally, I'm a, I'm a child of divorce. Uh, my dad was military and was gone all the time. So he was you know, out of town. He was overseas. We lived all over the world. And so my relationship with my father 
was strained from an early age uh, due to his abuse with alcohol, uh, his travel schedule, and then ultimately divorce and things that came with that. So going into my own adventure with fatherhood, uh, needless to say, I was very skeptical of the whole idea of being a dad. In fact, I probably, if you put a gun to my head when I was in my early 20s, I would have said I'm never going to have kids because I just wasn't prepared mentally for the idea of what I thought was fatherhood. So you flash forward, you know, 15 years later, I have two sons and it's almost like I was given a chance, right, to correct a behavioral pattern in, inside of our family's history. And so when you talk about fatherhood with me, I'm extremely passionate about it simply because I feel like I have so much still left to learn. And I'm determined more than anything else to change the, the pattern, right? Change, change what's been a pattern for, wow, probably almost a hundred years inside of my family's life. So I'm excited to hear about I know some of you guys' stories, like Ryan, I, I mean, we talk about your dad a lot. So I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say about fatherhood and your experiences with your dad. So why don't we kick off by going around and talking about some of the good that we've picked up on from our dads uh, over over our lifetime. I'm going to let yeah. Ryan kick it off. We're going to just go clockwise. Just say you yeah. just said clockwise, <laughs> yeah. so I, can, I can start. I mean, these... I don't know if Jeffrey knows as much as, as Alex and, and Josiah do. I talk about my dad in a real positive light, real frequently. Um, he just had a really massive impact in my life. My dad passed away back in, in 2017 due to stage four brain cancer. Um, but on the time he was on earth, he was just incredible and amazing. And uh, when I got the news back in 2014, that things weren't going so well for him from a health standpoint, it just changed perspective for me from a lot of angles. Um, Father's Day rolls around for me and it's a little bit different than most people. Um, and for so many years, I, I took it for granted. Um, it's, it's crazy to think, but I, I always remind myself now, like sometimes you'll think like your mom or your dad will call and just, my original thought when I was younger was, ugh, like I got 45 or an hour that I have to like, be sharing them about stuff. But like anytime my mom calls now and my mom's amazing, she'll talk about all the stuff that's going on in her life. I get excited. Like, I just want to hear what's going on. I always make sure. This has happened every single time I've talked to her. I always tell her I love her because um, I just I'm not afraid of the like sharing that stuff anymore because I'd, I'd give anything um, to go back to 2014. And the day before I got the news from my brother, I remember exactly where I was um, when he called me and said, dad's on his way to the hospital. and He's not doing so well. What's going on? And and just hearing the news that he was going to have a biopsy and things were going so well. And I, I remember calling my brother from being in San Francisco um, for a hockey, San Jose actually for a hockey tournament. And this is like three weeks before my dad passed away and just getting pretty emotional and just saying like, dude, I'd give anything up just to go fishing with you and dad one more time, which is funny. Cause, um, we, we like sports a lot, just like me and Jay shoot the breeze on sports a lot, but, um, I hated fishing and I wasn't good at it. And I really sucked. And so for me to like say that, it was kind of funny. Cause I'd usually like sit in the back and like not catch crap. And like the only thing I was catching was like the worms and stuff for everyone else and like baiting the hooks and doing all the diff, like the small stuff, like just making sure I was netting the fish. Cause I just was trash. And when it came to fishing, um, but I would, I would do anything just be on the lake just cause those things you don't realize how precious they are. Um, and that's why I just love what um, Josiah's motto is around here with life moves fast, make it count. The biggest thing that my dad left for me was um, 
when I when I traveled across the country for a big move back in 2014, he left a really awesome note. Actually, it's 2013, but he left an awesome note. And the end of it, and I read this at his funeral, was, um, and it's the back of my phone. It's been the back of my phone for over a year now. It's never lose sight of where you come from and the values that you have established. And life is a journey we learn from. Enjoy and look back on it with fond memories. And those are just words that have always resonated with me. And I always want to take that with him. And people will all the time say, you know, sorry about your dad and whatnot. And I tell him immediately, I shut that down and say, please don't. I'm honored to be his son. Um, anytime, Josiah's briefly talking about some of the race stuff I do. Anytime I finish one of those races, um, my buckle or whatever it is that I earn, it immediately goes to his tombstone because I'm just very honored and proud to be his son. And um, it's about legacies that you're wanting to leave. And my dad left an incredible one. Um, and I just hope to live up to the standard he left, which Honestly, if I'm doing like 50% of what he did, I'm probably just smashing life because he was just insane. So that's just kind of like the Reader's Digest version of, of, of him and who he was and whatnot. But uh, I'll, uh, I'll let Alex kind of share maybe what uh, what his, because his, he's gone through some some stuff more recently too that I've been able to share with just my dad passing, what his, what that was like for me and just let him know like some of the experiences, things he might go through to support him because he's an amazing dad himself. And I, I'm excited to hear more about him and his his father and whatnot too, so. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Um, kind of, you know, uh, going off that, yeah, like like Ryan had just touched on. Um, so for me, one of the big things uh, we had talked about doing this particular podcast and digging into this topic. And uh, dude, I'm gonna be honest; it scared the crap out of me when you said it. And it's I, and it's just because it's like I don't know. I still haven't figured out how to dig into the topic. Um, I guess that's the best way to say it. So um, as Ryan had hit on, uh, he's been helping me a lot, just kind of staying in touch and talking about some of the things that he dealt with and some of the ways that he grew through things. Um, I actually just recently lost my dad. Uh, I lost my dad the end of February this year. Um, it was an unexpected thing. Uh, and it, it, it had a big hit. Um, let's talk about that a little bit more in a bit. Um, I guess kind of my history, uh, grew up just like Josiah, uh, you know, child of divorce. Um, my parents were divorced. I don't actually, I'm, I don't recall my parents being married. <laughs> they, they were married, but they were divorced before I had awareness, I guess. So I don't know what age I was. I was two or three, I guess. So I never really, you know, that my mom, my mom and my dad had always been separated, but Otherwise, they were both, both my parents are extremely, extremely involved in my life. They have been for my entire life. I've, I was blessed uh, with parents coming up where both of them, if, you know, needed guidance, needed help, they both each had their own give and take to offer. Um, you know, obviously my mom, she, she brought a lot Um from from a mother's perspective, my dad brought a lot from a dad's perspective. Um, so, but whenever he ended up passing, that was something that, you know, mine and his relationship would probably be, it, it, I guess it's kind of hard to explain. And it, I'm sure I say it's hard to explain. I'm sure that as I explain and stumble through this, a lot of people are going to be like, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. It's a, uh, it's a friendship with an immense amount of respect. Uh, so my dad was one where I could call him and we could chat about anything. You know, we talk about everything, just kind of stay in touch and talk just like we are here. Just, uh, 
business, work, life, family, you know, things, anything that we have, we could talk about. But uh, I guess one of the, th- the, the respect aspect of that comes in where to me, he always had a regal position. I don't, I don't know how else to phrase that. He was one where, uh, my dad was a really proud guy. You know, he's a very proud guy. He's a strong Christian guy his whole life. And when I say proud, it wasn't like a prideful proud so much as just that, that pride that you want, you know, you look at your son and you're like, I, I want my son to carry that pride. You know, I want the chest back or, you know, shoulders back, chest out, chin up kind of pride. That's how my dad carried himself. Um, so he always had that Titan appearance to me. Um, and so that being the case, it, it, it shook a lot because that was one of those untouchable things. So to lose him, it, it definitely hit. So that was kind of just a recap of some of the things that I've been processing over these past few months of trying to figure things out. And, uh, you know, with it being as recent as it is, I'm still at this point, we're still managing his estate. We're still managing, you know, just what assets he had and we're still going through. So every weekend it's digging up old memories or touching on new ones. And so it's one, it's one of the situations where for me personally, um, it's, it's still a very fresh one. It's not a healed wound. It's, it's not scar tissue yet. It's not something that I look back on and say, "Man, man, I learned a lot from there. Um, I am in the pruning phase of that, you know, of that tree growth where you have to, you got to get the branches cut and those hurt, you know? So we're still right there within that part of it. Um, again, I guess that goes back to why I said, whenever you brought this up, I was like, ah, oh, crap. I don't even know how to, <laughs> I don't know how to dig into it, but it helps. I, I think getting to say a lot of this in a, in a manner of, needing to put it into a perspective that makes sense and getting to vocalize it. I think that definitely helps. So all that said, um, I have actually taken a lot of time over the past few months trying to compile if I had to like sum up his legacy. Um, That can't be done. Not yet. I don't have a simple let's sum up his legacy all in like one nice package. Um. But one of the things that I have found in the process of doing that is one of the main lessons that he really taught me, taught my family, really, uh, I feel like something that he constantly pushed. So in my life and in my siblings with any of us, uh, my, my kids, so his grandkids, one of the things that my dad always, anybody would say about him is that there was not a bigger fan of his children and grandchildren than my dad. Like he was the biggest fan of his children and grandchildren. And it wasn't one of the situations where you would kind of be like, yeah, you know, I get the sense of that or whatever. There was no, I think he supported or anything. This guy made it a point every step of everything I did in my life he would pat you on the back and tell you, I'm proud of you, son. Um, same, my, my brother's a lawyer. Uh, he's, he's a very successful lawyer. Sorry. I'm, I'm going to keep myself together. I don't, I, I get yeah, that. It's kind of, you know, I'm trying to keep myself together right now. So just keep, uh, keep going, I, I I'm breaking up a little bit, but I'm, I'm going to keep this rolling. Um, so my brother's a lawyer. Um, you know, one of his best pictures is from graduation day with, uh, with, with my dad. Um, 
he, he made it a point to vocalize that often. Um, so that being the case, that's one of the, one of the best lessons that I personally take forward in that I make it a point to tell my kids, um, you know, I get onto my kids. I had, you got to correct them. And my dad, he, he corrected the hell out of us. Um, but he would, he would always do it. He would, he would hit you hard when you needed to be hit hard. And he would tell you exactly where you screwed up when you screwed up. And he sometimes maybe overdid it. But at the end of the day, you're going to bed. He would tell you what you got right. And he would tell you, hey, you know what? It, you screwed up. You didn't do it right. But I know you can. And so, you know, the, there was always that pride. Um, so I guess that, that would be the best lesson that I could say is, uh, you know, the lesson that I learned, what he taught me, what I want to carry on future generations. Um, one of the things that I live my life by is, Man, if you're proud of somebody, and I say this, you know, I've made posts and Facebook about this and stuff. If you're proud of somebody, tell them you're proud of them. I mean, there are people who they won't, you know, for whatever reason, you won't tell your spouse, you won't tell your siblings. I mean, you won't tell your friends, you know, like the people that you associate with on a daily basis. There's a lot of times where it's like one dude shouldn't tell another dude, hey, man, I'm proud of you. And it's like, are you? A lot of people, I guess they feel like if you're proud of somebody, then you're in a position above them to bless them with that pride. And that's not what it is. You're saying that I'm honored to be associated with the person that you are. And if you feel that, if you have that, it's, and you know, it goes the same with telling somebody you love them. Uh, you know, even when it comes to men, uh, girls, ladies, guys, dads, sons, anybody, I mean, tell people you love them. Tell people you're proud of them. It's it's be vocal with your support of one another. That's one of the best lessons that my dad taught me. And that's something that I carry going forward. Man, that's powerful, dude. Jeffrey, you're up, brother. Man, it's tough to follow those two guys. I know. Like, I'm done. I'm going to just well, let me lighten it up a little bit here. OK, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, although I am out here on the West Coast and Cali, guys, I actually have a, a Midwest roots. Uh, my father grew up in uh, Valparaiso, Indiana. So shout out to Jay. Um, but uh, we grew up there. We actually moved out to the West Coast when I was one. So all I know is California, palm trees and the sun and the beach. Um, but it was great because I grew up in an awesome environment with great weather, great climate, great people. But I had the Midwest values. And it was like a small town, a home that we were living in, in kind of the suburbs of California. So my dad comes from a family of about seven siblings. He's the second son. Um, and then I'm the second son. And then his father was a second son. So I'm like the second son of a second son of a second son, which is pretty cool. Um, so, um, uh, but yeah, what, what he was like, like Alex said, my dad was, was my biggest fan. He, and he still is, you know, my, my dad's luckily he's still around. Um, he's about 73 now. Um, he's still married to my mom about 50 years. They've been married. I don't know if they should be married still, but they are. <laughs> and so, so that's cool. But uh, I love my mom, my dad uh, a lot. Um, but yeah, my dad, he's always been my biggest fan. You know, he was at all my soccer games growing up at all my basketball games, all the baseball games, he was there. Um, and I think a, a lot of that came to do with, he was actually a Vietnam vet and he was in Vietnam when my older brother, who's about 10 years older than me was born. And so um, my older brother has the same exact name as my dad. They're both named Gary Richard. And because he went ahead and gave his first son his own name, he didn't think he was coming back from Vietnam. 
You know, I mean, he literally got a call. He was out there in the field. They said, hey, Piak, get over here. Your wife just had a, your first son. He's like, all right, cool. He got, he got on the phone call. He's in the rice paddies, shots going over his head. And that's how he, you know, he found out that he was, he was a father. Um, and so I think he learned a lot coming back from that experience. And then when he landed on the ground, retired from, uh, from the service, he then decided to move his family out to California, follow up with his education, follow up with his work ethic. And I think then he really focused on, on the family. And that's where he had a lot of time to invest in me. I was lucky to be the second son. And then from then on, we had, I have two younger sisters as well. So there's a four of us in our, in our family. Um, but like I said, he was, he was huge. He was a big, big part of my life. He still is. Um, I actually work with him on a daily basis, talk to him every day, shoot baskets probably once or twice a week with me and my son. And then my dad will go out there. He's got three generations out on the basketball court. Yeah, man, it's pretty awesome. One of the, the, the big things that he taught me, though, was his work ethic, for sure. And I think I've, I've um, acquired that from him. Um, he was always big about, you know, don't, find, don't make excuses, you know, find a solution. There's, there's a way to get it done and get it done. You know, don't make excuses, just do it. Um, another big thing was his saying was always, what is it? Oh, yeah, it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. So that's, all, that's a dad saying, right? That's like a classic dad saying. <laughs> But yeah, dude, I pass that on to my kids and I'm like, guys, it's better to have it. Should I take a jacket, dad? Yeah, Caitlin, you should. You know, it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. And so that's one thing that always stuck with me. But yeah, man, I'm so lucky to have such a great father in my life. He's, he's a big part of it still. Um, and yeah, man, I'm, I'm stoked. Wow. I don't really know what to say. Um, I mean, I, I get inspired by you guys so much, just the way you talk about your dads. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to take a detour just for a second. I'm going to give my dad some credit because I feel like I do harp on the rough relationship that I have with my dad and still, you know, I'll just put it out there. Cause honestly, I got nothing to hide. I mean, I don't talk to my dad. Um, I haven't talked to my dad in five and a half years, actually. Uh, and before that it had been, it had been nine years since I talked to him. So we went nine years from when I left for, for college I didn't talk to him again until I was uh, 28 uh, or actually, yeah. So I was 19 to 28. So nine years. And then um, I found out I was going to get married and have my first son. And uh, when my wife was pregnant, I just had this deep desire to try to reconnect with my dad. And um, I reached out to him and we talked like, you know, normal people. He said, Hey, when you have your son, I want to meet him. And we took my son down to meet him and uh, he met him. He met my firstborn son. Uh, and then we promised to stay in touch, tried to stay in touch with him. And he didn't want to return the favor. Um, he's got some mental issues with his boys. I'm the, I'm oldest, I'm the oldest of six kids. Okay. And so I have two brothers uh, and three sisters. And it's very strange how he doesn't want anything to do with the boys uh, for whatever reason. Um, I think it's because he has some deep rooted guilt for how he was as a father. My dad was very physical. Um, he was a military guy trained with the seals, very much a badass, super shredded, still is shredded. Um, like, I mean, this guy has no body fat. He just works out all the time and, uh, used to go and run. And that's where I got my, my desire to be fit was because as a kid, I used to watch my dad, my dad built an, uh, an entire like home gym out of wood. And he would just do pull-ups and push-ups and then go run, you know, five miles, come back, do more. And I always just wanted to be like my dad. My dad was a wrestler. Um, 
And so he was just super, super into physical activity. Uh, my dad grew up in the hills of Pennsylvania and uh, met my mom in Chicago when he was stationed there in the Navy. Uh, but my dad was backwoods, you know, hunting, running around, the, you know, just doing crazy stuff. And so he had that, that just physical attribute that he wanted to pass on to us. And I think he didn't know how to pass that on without being physical, both good and bad. <laughs> it was like, hey, if you're good, we're going to wrestle. We're going to have fun. If you're bad, I'm going to beat your ass. <laughs> like that was basically it, right? And so I became scared of my father, like very scared. And all I wanted was my dad to be okay with me, right? Like I wanted him to tell me uh, that he was proud of me. And there were moments, I'm sure growing up that he did, you know, but my dad was extremely hard on me. And so the good thing that came out of that, and I'll never forget, when I was probably like six or seven years old, my dad forced me to make business cards. <laughs> he was like, hey, look, if you're going to go around, you know, first of all, he made me go door to door and ask every neighbor in our neighborhood if I could mow their lawn. That was like my foray into business. This was after he forced me to do a lemonade stand. Like he forced me to do work, which I love. I love him for that, right? Like that, that it was instilled for me from the moment I could use my arms and legs, right? And so when I would go around door to door, he's like, no, you're going to do this the right way. And he made business cards with me, flyers. And I was running a full-time, you know, kid business when I was like seven years old. And obviously to this day, I still, I still do that. Um, and so he instilled that in me, yeah, that work ethic. I, I'll never forget. I don't think I could ever get up before my dad. Like it was this weird thing where I would get up like, okay, Josiah, you got to be up tomorrow at five o'clock to get to a baseball game or something that's, you know, three hours away. Uh, you got to be up at five you know, let's, let's go. My dad would get up at 445 just to like spite me. <laughs> He'd always be up with his coffee. Like it was like the most annoying thing. I could never beat my dad out of bed. Um, but he had a bad side too. You know, my dad saw a lot of stuff. He's been in a lot of tough spots with the military. And I think over time, his, I, I almost want to say PTSD really started to show its, its ugly, its ugly side. And, um, you know, my parents just couldn't, couldn't uh, make the relationship work. Uh, my dad's abusiveness combined with my mom's emotional distress just wasn't, wasn't working. And six kids, you know, who are all crying and screaming all the time, that probably didn't help either. Right. So long story short, you know, I don't have a relationship with my dad. And so it is a regret of mine, not in the sense, like, I wish there was something I could do. Um, but it's a part of life that I sometimes envy when I hear you guys talk about it. Right. I'm like, man, like I would love for my dad to shoot baskets with my kids, you know? Mm -hmm. Now, I'm very blessed that my mom remarried a guy who is the polar opposite of my dad. <laughs> He's very low-key, loves sports. He's actually funny enough from the same area that my dad grew up, super weird. Um, very random, was not on purpose. My mom did not meet him in Pennsylvania or Chicago. She met him in Virginia Beach. But he's a Pirates fan, unfortunately. And uh, But he is he's a godly man. Um, he is uh, funny enough, he actually umpired most of my high school games. We didn't know him back then, but he was like an umpire. I was a catcher, so he and I go way back. And uh, he had nothing but good things to say about me when he realized whose mom he was talking to. Um, but now they're married. And he's like my kid's grandpa. They don't know any better. They only know him as grandpa. They don't know that I actually have, well, they do know that I have another dad, but they're still kind of confused. Like, what does that even mean? So anyway, I'm rambling, but I want to give my dad credit for the hard work ethic that he instilled in me. I'm very military. Like my wife tells me all the time, oh my gosh, like you drive me crazy with your military ways. I'm so like, we got to be early. 
and nothing else. Like we're, we're either, you're either late or you're early, right? Like there's no, there's no in between. Um, you know, I get my kid's haircut short on the side, long on top. Like my dad used to <laughs> drive my mom crazy. Um, so, you know, I have these, I'm, I see my dad in me, like there's a country song. My dad was a country music fanatic. He played guitar. He taught himself how to play the guitar when he was in the military. And um, he's a great singer. So my voice and stuff comes from my dad. My dad's voice is incredible. It sounds just actually way nicer than mine, but like deep voice can sing his butt off. And I remember he used to sing this song and it was called my father. I can see my father in me or something like that. And uh, I think about that all the time because I do see myself now. It's weird. I'll, I'll catch myself in the mirror or something. And I'll be like, well, I look like my dad. Like mm. it's super weird. Cause I don't see my dad that much unless it's like a picture or something, but uh, he's not involved in our lives for whatever reason. He just doesn't want to be. Um, so I know that father's day for me is both good and bad, right? Because for me, it's like, man, I'm so blessed. Like I, I consider myself, what's the baseball quote, Lou Gehrig said, I consider myself the luckiest man on the planet, right? I do. I have two boys who are incredibly loving. They're incredibly athletic. They're all the things I'd want out of boys. You know what I mean? Like if I could <laughs> be play God for a second, you know, I would totally make these two boys handsome as hell, like loving, hilarious. Like I'm just like super blessed. I was at soccer practice watching and I'm going to brag for a second. I was at soccer practice watching my kids just destroy other kids. And I go, I am so lucky because I don't know how to play soccer. <laughs> and my kids are out there destroying kids. How does it feel to be those parents? Right? Like I'm not that dad. I'm the dad who's like, geez, like I feel bad. <laughs> We're just killing you right now. But it's like, I'm so lucky. I'm the luckiest guy on the face of the earth. God gave me a second chance at creating the definition of fatherhood for my sons. Um, and I'll take that lightly. Yeah. I get choked up too. I'm getting choked up right now. I don't take it lightly. Um, yeah. Alex, you almost got me to cry, but now I'm definitely going to cry. Um, I hear you guys talk about your dads and I'm like, whew, yeah. if, if I die with zero dollars in my bank account, no followers, I don't care. As long as my kids talk about me the way you guys talk about your dads, that's it. That's all I care about. I, I, honestly, everything else is second straight up. So yeah, that's my, uh, whew, that's my good on my dad and also uh, some, some insight into how I think about Father's Day. Let's talk about Father's Day, man. I mean, I, I can't imagine how hard it is for some of you guys and probably how exciting it is too for, for uh, you guys as dads. Yeah. Before we roll over to that, one thing, uh, one thing just kind of with what you had said and with what everyone said, kind of to bring that, you know, around a little bit. So you talked about kind of the good and the bad there. And then, you know, on the same side of, um, you know, if, if everyone can talk about their dad in a positive way. Um, it's one of those things. I, I think, I think you actually you hit a really important note there, which is we as dads, we as men, I don't want to just say dads, we as men and anybody that's in that, um, that father figure role. Uh, and I'm sure women and mothers too. Um, but you know, we, as men, we have this idea where it's like, we, we do tend to think, in terms of our legacy a lot. Um, it's kind of ingrained into who we are, you know, as creatures. 
we like to think in terms of our legacy and what we're going to leave behind and what people will remember us as. And I could deliver a eulogy for my dad that would make him, I, I could paint him as a saint if I wanted to. Um, the fact is, he wasn't. I mean, he, yes, he was a Christian man. He was that. Um, actually, one of the, call it a virtue, call it a issue, whatever you want to do. I, some may call it a virtue. Some may call it an issue. My wife would probably be more inclined to call this an issue, whereas I like to think of it as a virtue. Uh, my dad instilled in me this idea of this is my world and I'm letting the rest of you live in it. Um, it is just one of those things where, you know, and it's not so much of a control freak thing. It's just, uh, I'm going to function the way I have to function to carry me, you know? And it's like, Hey, the rest of you, hopefully you keep up because I've, you know, I've got to carry this forward and I need the rest of you to come on. Um, and, but because of that growing up in that household with that guy there, we butted heads bad. I mean, when you have two guys who both have that mentality of, nope, we're doing this my way. And it's like, that doesn't blend at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, especially as I kind of moved into that adulthood phase and I did have my own family and things, and he would tell me, you know, he he would try to do exactly what a dad does and guide you through things. And I'm just like, Oh, whoa, 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 Hey, I got this. I got it. And I was dead wrong. I did not have it. He knew what he was talking about and I didn't listen on a lot of the stuff, but, uh, I just wanted to kind of bring it about, you know, full round there where I know a lot of people, they will put that stress on themselves of, man, I just hope I live that legacy. And that can become a burden where you live your life trying to build this legacy. And next thing you know, if every time you fall short or if you ever feel like, man, that's not going to be a extra rose on my coffin or whatever at the end of the, it's like, None of them, not one of them was ever perfect. People are going to fall short and they're going to slip up. So for everyone that that's just, uh, you know, just on that note that you'd made, I just wanted to kind of drive that point home of, yeah, you know, live, live to be the best you can be, be, you know, make this world a better place. Everything you touch, try to leave it better than when you arrive there. Man, screw up. It's okay to mess up. It's it, learn from it. You know, yeah, you're going to screw up. Own it and learn from it. But it's it's just one one of the situations where you know your legacy won't be perfection. So don't try to make that legacy perfection. Um, you know, make it one where it's a constant growth. That you know, that's that's where you'll find your best legacy is if you just focus on the growth and not just you know living your life to some unrealistic standard as a dad or a man or you know woman, mom, whatever. Um, so that's it. I, and before we rolled over to that next topic, it's just something that you had brought up that I felt like uh, you know it, that really spoke to me a lot is that you know that building that legacy we gotta uh, we gotta push forward, but don't kill ourselves to unrealistic. Now, well said, dude. No, I, I, I think that's uh, that's such a good point because I think legacy that word does get thrown around a lot. I think all of us, all of us in this room, you know, we all care about our legacy, right? I mean, we all do. That's why we're here. Um, but oftentimes, legacy can be like you said. Hey, you know, my dad uh, made mistakes, but. He owned up to it or I learned from them. Right. I, he was transparent, you know, and, and I saw him mess up and man, you know, I, but I saw him get back up and keep going. Right. Like all of that contributes. I, I think for me, 
more than anything, I, maybe the word legacy is not as much of what I'm after is just being there, right? Being right. there for my kids Presence. as much as I can, you know, and most importantly, and I learned this from my buddy, Ryan Mickler, you know, I always, I mean, I'm the overprotective dad, right? I try not to be a helicopter dad, but I, I'm definitely like the guy who wants to know what's up, right? Like, Hey, who are you? What, what are we doing? Like, what are my kids doing? I want to know where they are all the, all the time. But ultimately what I want to create for my boys is the ability to do things 100% on their own mm-hmm. and not need me as scary as that sounds. Right. I'm like, Whoa, I want you to need me, dude. <laughs> but really I want them to be able to wake up and go, man, I love my dad. I love talking to him. I love hanging out with him. I love getting his advice or his input on stuff, but man, I can do it. I'm capable of being on my two feet. Right? Yeah. Our job is to make ourselves obsolete for sure. Exactly. It's a scary thought. But really, that's what the goal is. And if you think about it, you're like, yeah, it makes sense, you know, because heck, I could, as much as I hate to say it, you know, know, death is the worst topic, but hey, it's possible, Mm -hmm. right? For any of us at any time. Yeah. And so I know if I leave a five and six year old, yeah, they're not, you know, they're not ready. But hopefully, if I, you know, if I do pass younger than I want to, then I left them in good, in good standing. And they're more than capable of carrying the flag. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, that's a big part of it. I'm gonna let you guys talk, man. <laughs> we can bring it back around to Father's Day for sure. I didn't, I didn't. I know it kind of pulled us off the rails a little bit there. Um, real quick, just actually thinking about Father's Day, um, I made the comment just recently. I, I was actually talking to my grandmother, my dad's mom. Um, and, uh, you know, kind of going through some of his stuff and I had a realization and she, she helped me with this. So this is one and uh, talking with her and talking with my grandpa, talking with both of them about this thing. Uh, cause obviously they're working through this from, they lost their son. So that, you know, they're kind of on a different angle there. Um, and they put things in a great perspective for me going into this father's day. I told them, I was like, I'm terrified of this father's day. I, I don't, I like, I would rather skip it. And it's, you know, I don't even know how to say that. I've got two kids, they're nine and 11. They just both hit that age. Um, and, you know, looking at going into this father's day, I told, I was like, I'm terrified. And if I could skip it, I would. And it's because I'm, I'm looking at it from a son's perspective. And that's what, you know, and they were like, I understand. They were like, it's father's day though. You're a dad. I was like, oh yeah, you're right. And they were like, you know, it, it, I, we understand that you're missing a piece there. And so I would say this for anybody who is missing that piece of, you know, maybe your dad's not in the picture. Maybe your dad is not here. You know, maybe, maybe your dad is whatever. Don't lose sight of the fact that, you know, for any of those dads out there though, and that's exactly what they put on me is I've got my own, you know, I've got who I need to be in touch with, you know, who I need to be present for, like you were talking about, it's not so much the legacy, it's the presence, you know, just being present in their life and making sure that you're building things up for them. Um, so it was a hard hit, but it was exactly what I needed to hear of, you know, yeah, we understand you're hurting, but I don't necessarily get to hurt only. I have to celebrate this day. I don't get to not celebrate this day because I have that that I have to celebrate, right? And so that was just a big shift for me. That was one of those, uh, it, it was a hard hit and it was kind of a gut check, but 
it it put things in a great perspective for me of the fact it's like going into this, maybe you have some sort of bad relationship with your dad or bad blood, or you lost your dad or wherever, you know, something about father's day that makes you feel like it's a negative or you've got a problem with it and things like that. But if we're an adult in this world, and I'm saying this from whether you have biological children or not, if you're an adult in this world, you have an opportunity to be a parent figure. If you're a man in this world, you have an opportunity to be a father figure to someone who needs that father figure. Take Father's Day as an opportunity to celebrate that, you know, be that father figure to whoever that needs. If that's your kids, be it to your kids. If it's somebody, you know, a niece, nephew, I mean, there's somebody in the community. There are kids who need that. So that's uh that that's my little soapbox for the Father's Day thing, but it was just one where, like I said, it kind of hit me hard, and it was I needed it. It was it was a very helpful hit. So going into this Father's Day, I have a very renewed sense of. Now I'm damn proud to be a dad, and I'm going to make sure that with you know the legacy that I talked about that my dad instilled in me that lesson that he taught me, my kids will know that I am damn proud to be their dad, and we're going to take the day to recognize that fact. So that that's my look on Father's Day going into it. I'm letting the other two talk, man. We've been talking. Let <laughs> him go, but yeah, no. For me, guys, it's it's kind of informal, you know, because my dad and I were pretty close. You know, my family, um, we all live within about a two and a half mile radius of each other. Me, my four sister, or my two sisters, me, even the the three siblings of us, uh, we're all there. My parents are there. Um, you know, my kids are all there. So when it comes to Father's Day. My dad, I kind of, he kind of bows out like, yeah, we'll go over to the house, you know, we'll drop off a card or whatever, say what's up, shoot, play horse or something, you know, with the kids, uh, give granddad, you know, a what's up. But then, then the days meet, you know, like Alex said, you know, my dad wants me to focus on time with my children. You know, he's kind of passed that torch, passed his legacy on, you know, now it's Jeffrey's turn to go out there with his kids, uh, spend some time with them. Um, but we kind of just do an informal thing, you know, say what's up. You know, like I said, we talk pretty much every day tell each other we love each other every time, you know, we end, we end a phone call. Um, and so not to sound cheesy, but it's like every day's father's day, you know, we have a really solid relationship. So we enjoy each other's company. We're guys. So, you know, it's kind of like just another day. Um, you know, and we kind of, we approach it that way, but, uh, you know, we know the love is always there, whether it's, you know, June 20th or whatever. So. Sure. Yeah. I, I don't think it's cheesy at all for the record. I think that's, uh, I yeah. think the world needs more of that mindset. I think that I think the world would be a lot better place if everyone had more of a mindset of every day is a day to celebrate the people that you're connected with. Absolutely, Alex. And and to 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 that point too, guys, staying present in the moment. Just how you're there at soccer practice, seeing those kids, mm-hmm. they see that. Yeah. I'm the same way. I, I've never missed like um, a kid's basketball practice. I never missed my son's basketball games, my son's uh, you know, or my daughter's dance lesson or her swimming lessons. I'm there, and the reason I'm there is because my dad was there for me. Right. You know, hundred percent. Your kids are seeing that you, they're seeing you show up every day. They're seeing you do this podcast here. They're seeing you go out in the gym and lift, you know, they're seeing you guys out there mowing the lawn, throwing the ball with them in the rain, Alex, whatever it is. Dude, see that. And they recognize that. My daughter just gave me a card for, um, what was it? Maybe it was, I guess it was my birthday, probably around April. And, and that's what she said in there. Dad, you're so great. I love you so much. Um, you crush it in the gym. You work so hard. Because she's even behind the computer typing away, you know, and when I got that card, it really resonated with me. You know, it's like I tell them that I love them. They tell me they love me. Those are words. OK, cool. But when she can actually write down on a piece of paper her thoughts that she's seeing my actions and those are resonating with her and she's embracing that. And then she can dictate it on a piece of paper and a card to me. 
It's like, boom, that's yeah. huge. I know that she's watching my example and she's taking it to heart. And that's, that's what's cool. And that's how you're going to leave the legacy, you know, behind guys. So yeah, it's fun. Totally stuff. I always wanted to be a dad. I'm super stoked. I'm a dad. Um, but yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, Father's Day, it's kind of like exactly what you said. I, I look at Father's Day as just a moment in time to slow down for a second, even though I try to slow down all the time, um, you know, be present with my kids and make sure that the phone's put away and the computer's shut down and all that stuff. But it's just like a, a moment to almost kind of go, all right, how am I doing? You know, like, how am I doing as a dad? Am I crushing it? Where do I need to do better. And I do this way more frequently than just Father's Day, but you're right. The the world has got has fallen in love with these traditional once a year holidays like Mother's Day. You know, I tell my boys all the time, I told them on this past Mother's Day, like, hey, look, yeah, we're gonna hook mom up and all that stuff, but like every day's Mother's Day in this house, guys. Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, for real, like she does a lot and she does more than daddy in a lot of ways. She's a hard ass worker. So we we have to get over this like it's almost like uh you know if you only go to church not not to harp on anyone who's not religious but just just uh, bear with me here while i offend everyone um <laughs> offend you only go to church on christmas eve right or easter you know and you're like yeah i'm super religious and you're like okay well that's cool but like you only sell it you only think about god once a year right it's kind of like and, and that's cool if that's your thing awesome but it's like hey if i'm only celebrating you know the fatherhood aspect of my life or mothers once a year or Valentine's day is the only time I take my wife out. It's like, we're missing the boat. I think it is a reminder though, to do an analysis and just say, Hey, like, how are we doing? You know, how can I be a better dad? How, how can I support other fathers? Right. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on in this show, because these are four great men right here. Um, and I don't say that lightly, you know, I would vouch for any of you guys and I think the world doesn't like that. And I'm not going to get too controversial, but I know that for whatever reason, it feels like, you know, there is somewhat of a protest against men, uh, especially strong fathers. Right. And I think maybe it's a backlash on some of the poor fathers, you know, that have come before us in some cases, and maybe there's a lot of hurt there. Uh, and, and there's some missing pieces there in some people's lives. And I get that because, hey, I'm right there with you, right? But I do think that the importance of a father cannot be understated. And this is not to take away from mothers. Mothers are equally as important. But we're talking about fathers here, right, in this discussion. So the lack of a father in people's lives can do incredible damage. I've seen it firsthand. Okay, I won't get into specifics with my siblings out of their out of respect for their privacy, but I've seen a lot of dark, dark things in my family from what I think to be the lack of my dad being around. Um, I myself went through some very dark times and I'm not play, placing blame, right? It's just, we have to be aware that our role is so vital, right? It's so vital. Even if we're, like, I know, Ryan, you're not a dad yet, but dude, you're a father figure to my kids. Yeah, well, it's, wow. and I mean, I've, I've been able to leave a, a decent impact in the fact that they're both Mahomes lovers. So that's, that's a good thing. Too. 
in, in this case, you're an abusive father, but it's fine. <laughs> um, no, look, I pulled this out because I wanted to show this, even though those listening won't be able to see this. So I got these in the mail today. Okay. For those of you who don't know what this is, Ryan sent my boys <laughs> Justin, Justin Fields bear shirts, right? Dude, that's the type of stuff I'm talking about. Like, obviously, gifts are one of many ways you can show love towards people and kids and whatnot. But, you know, we need more strong men who bring good values to the table to influence the youth, man. Like, I have no problem if, you know, when Ryan comes in town, you know, hangs out with my kids, like, I love that. You know what I mean? Because he's a great influence on my kids. Um, and I know you, any of you guys would be the same way. And I hope I would be the same way to your children. Right. And that's powerful, man. Like it takes a village to raise children. 100%. And, um, you know, as fathers, like, I know we, I know guys, like, I know me, like, you know, I want to be, I'm competitive, right? Like I want to be the best dad. Right. I want to be this and that. And I don't want anyone to step on my toes and blah, 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 blah. But it's like, dude, you can't go at this alone. Like, yeah. I know it might seem like you can sometimes, but for me growing up, I had so many men influence me in a positive way, coaches, mentors, teachers, right? And they all gave me a piece that helped build my foundation. And man, we need more of that because I'll tell you right now, like fatherhood is not being portrayed publicly and in and, and media and TV and shows and all stuff as what it really is. You know, we're not all a fat, angry guy, right? We're not the abusive guy. We're not the drunk guy on the couch watching sports all the time, even though I do watch sports and the bears do make me want to drink. Um, <laughs> but you know, we're not the guy who's like, yeah, go talk to your mother, leave me alone. Like that's not fathers guys. Like we're not that way. We, I know we're not that way in this room and many of the, our clients are not that way. They're great dads. Yeah. And um, so, yeah thinking about that with that in mind. Uh, so I, uh, my kids got me a calendar, one of those tearaway calendars. Y'all seen those like where it's just like every day you tear away and it's got a little different thing. They yeah. got me one. It's a, uh, it's a dad's calendar. It was from father's day to father's day. So I'm, I'm almost done with my calendar. Um, so, but you were talking about like one, I guess, uh, you know, obviously uh, controversial disclaimer around whatever. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think that there is an attack on fatherhood. People like to think of masculinity immediately as patriarchy. You're trying to control everything and you're trying to demean everybody. And it's like, there's a big difference in masculinity and just tyranny, um, but they've become synonymous. So that said, um, <clears throat> then the the response to that a lot has been exactly like you were talking about where we portray fathers or society portrays fathers as these weak goofy bumbling idiots and that's a, that's a, that's the dad bod that's the dad physique or the dad appearance and things like that and it's like they it's it's a running joke um so they got me this calendar it's got a lot of really great things and it. it's like things the dads love to do things dads love to say and it's all the typical ones like dad's firing the finger guns when they walk by or they'll come up behind their buddy and they'll you know catch them in the grocery store like oh they'll let anybody in here won't they you know the, the typical dad stuff um so we'll laugh at these things kind of rolling through i'll tear them off every day and we're just cracking up seeing all the different ones but there are some where i'll tear them off and then my kids are like well, what does that mean i'm like I love the fact that you don't understand this one because there are some like one of the most recent ones where it was like um, 
the kids, it was like the kids ask if they can go do something. And it said, dads love saying, well, what did your mom say? And I'm like, no, we don't function like that in my house. And even my kids were like, no, that's not how we do things. Like, no, it, dad, dad's a dad. He, the dude has a voice. He speaks. He, you know, he, he is able to take responsibility and fill that role. And I, I do think that, you know, and I, I promise I'll bring this back to something constructive and not just preaching or, you know, ranting about crap. But, uh, you know, it's there's this whole idea of this weakness. And it's like the only response to, OK, well, we don't want dads to be tyrannical. So we need them to be submissive. And it's like as it, you're a lot of what we can coach our clients not to do here in the program. Don't flip from one extreme to the other. You can't say, well, I've been overweight my whole life. Now I'm a bodybuilder. It's like, no, find a medium, you know, bring it back. You don't have to burden everyone and just destroy everyone with your masculinity to be a male. But at the same time, don't roll over and just give up your backbone. And that's, I'm putting that nicely. I've had other ways of phrasing that, but you know, don't, <laughs> Don't drop them in a coin purse and hand them over, right? It's it's the best way to phrase it. Uh, so have, have a little bit of oomph about you. So uh, that going forward, that's the next thing that I would say, just kind of thinking about Father's Day here. I would challenge any of the men who are listening to this. If you're going into this Father's Day and you're like, oh, crap, maybe I am passive. You know, take an active role. You know, it, it's, it's going to rock the boat. It's going to stir the pot. Somebody's not going to like it. People are going to push back when they see you taking an active role, but they're only going to push back because you're doing what you're supposed to do. Um, so I, again, I, uh, I don't know this fatherhood thing, I guess that gets me fired up. I'm talking more than I usually do on these. Alex, out, guys, I don't know if you can see on the screen here, but there's smoke coming out, out of Alex's screen. This dude's on fire. It's like, it's like NBA jams over here. This guy's like, <laughs> you check. Yeah. <laughs> You touched on my passionate topic, I guess. This is one that got me fired up, which I guess that's why, you know, talking about a lot of the guests and stuff that you've been in touch with, there's a lot of people in our circle who, uh, and it gets me excited. I I guess it shows I I care a lot about this topic, but. No, you've you've said a lot of really good things, man. And it's been really awesome. And, and one thing that's really cool from my point of view, just being as a guy who's not a dad here, I love what Jay said too. Like, you guys are all like family to me. Um, it's been that way from the get-go. Um, Jeffrey, it's it's more on the newer side just for me getting to know you more and more, but it's it's felt that way ever since you know we brought you on and whatnot too. And yeah, no, you guys are all what's really cool from from my end is is not being a current dad at the moment, is being able to learn from some just awesome people. And it's funny, people may not be able to just recognize or see this because this is more of a serious topic, but like with these guys you should see just like our group message and chain like half the time like we are just joking and when jay's talking about like have our conversations in sports and messing around like it's awesome that i can have serious conversations with all these men about like how are things going and i trust them um i'd run through a wall for them just their consistency and their work ethics are all on point i can tell they get them all from their dads even with the different backgrounds i would say myself included but what's really cool is like we all just, we have a good time with it too. And we make sure that we're not taking stuff over the top and too serious too. And we're having a lot of fun and we're being present in the moment too. And I love that Alex had a lesson here towards the end too. And I, I want to encourage you with something too, if, if you're listening to this and you've gotten to this point, which is awesome, take some time and call your dad if you haven't done it in a while. Um, I'd really encourage you to do that. 
And that's coming from a guy who I would do anything to be able to do that right now. Um, so that's why I encourage it. Um, Father's Day for me is going to be a little weird. It's actually my brother's birthday on Father's Day this year. So that's kind of interesting. It's like right around the same time um, every year usually. Um, but no, my, my brother's really awesome. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll celebrate that. But at the same time, I'm still on our pops. And uh, no, but I really encourage you if you have that opportunity, even if it's just five minutes, if, if you think it's awkward, you may not even know what to talk about. I don't know, I'll start with weather. Like that's usually pretty easy. Um, it doesn't have to be the deep conversation that you're just so worried about. You just, you know, one, one step at a time, as Alex was talking about, when you get into a program and you're getting going, it's not, you know, let's lose 60 pounds in, in, in a day, you know, just start one step at a time. And that's the beauty of what these guys do is, as parents too, um, they're all rock stars. They're all awesome. Um, and they focus one day at a time. And no, it's just been really awesome to get to know these guys. And I'm really privileged to be a part of this circle because they're awesome. Um, and uh, I can't wait to see um, Jay's kids grow up to be diehard Chiefs fans. It's going to be great. So, <laughs> Hey, you got, you got back on the right path with saying that. Let's just stay on the right path. Man. People need to, people need to know. <laughs> they need to go where they're you, by the way. Like, you love the Chiefs. I haven't given them the shirts yet because I'm waiting for the right moment. I'll be sure to obviously make make sure they know who gave it to them, but they're going to be very confused because they're going to be like, I, I'm going to try to record it because I know that they're going to say something like, but I thought he likes the Chiefs. No, I know. <laughs> for me, when I was a kid, just I cheer for the teams I cheer for because my dad liked them. Like yeah. that's if if you can just have that like that same thing for what your dad's like all my teams are so random but like they're all just whoever my dad cheered for and i'm just like i just want to be like my dad when i was a kid i think that's so familiar with all three of these guys that i see too is their kids just want to be like their dads because they're their dads are all rock stars i just think that's awesome so um no it's really cool man yeah man we could talk about fatherhood for a long time i know i echo what alex said in terms of passion um you know i it's, it's, it's important, right. To pursue the things that get you excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if fatherhood gets you fired up, man, go after it, go hard, you know, be, be a, a warrior for fatherhood, be a leader in that realm. I mean, I, I know a lot of guys might feel called and they're like, I don't know if I should like be vocal, man, be vocal, you know, be vocal about, you know, what you're doing with your kids. I say it all the time. Nothing gets me more pumped than when I go on social media and I see other dads doing stuff with their kids. You know, I saw a bunch of my friends did the Murph with their kids. You know, their kids are older, like 12, 13, 14 or whatever. And they're doing the Murph. And I'm like, dude, I can't wait like that. Mm-hmm. I'm doing that. You know, like I'm, you know, I can't wait. It gets me fired up because I know how important it is uh, to be a light in, in times where maybe fatherhood isn't at the forefront, right? Maybe it's not as celebrated as it once was. Uh, but you know what? Everything can come back around. Um, and I think that the more good dudes show up, and come at it from a place of love and hey man we're doing this for the right reasons it's not about ego it's not like i'm better than you or whatever it's it's uh it's just because we care and and we want to make a a positive difference starting with our children so that our children can go out and not be jerks (laughs) you know and they can make a big impact in in their circles um you know, I'm always just, I always make a joke. Like I tell my wife, like all the stuff I'm teaching my kid now, I want my, I'm doing it somewhere out there. There's a girl. She's going to thank me one day <laughs> when my kids, you know, get married or whatever. She's going to be like, man, your dad, you know, thank God for your dad. So, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just so blessed though. I can't say that enough. Like um, I'll, I'll leave you guys with this or we can kind of wrap up. I would love to kind of hear any thoughts you guys have as we wrap up, but 
I, for me, you know, right now I wake up and go to bed just feeling grateful um, for the chance that I have, right? Even, I don't know how long my window is, you know, hopefully it's another, you know, 60 years on this earth. That'd be awesome, right? Maybe I'll get to see the Bears win a Super Bowl. I don't know. But either way, I want as many years of my kids as possible. Um, but I'm grateful for the ones that I get. You know, I'm grateful for the ones that I've had. Um, and I don't, take it, I don't take it for granted at all. Even though there are moments where, yes, I'm like, get away from me. Shut up. You know, like we, we're all there, right? But man, the second I'm alone, I'm like, man, I miss them. <laughs> so I don't take it for granted. And I'm, I'm just so blessed. Uh, and uh, yeah, man, that's really my, my thought. Yeah. Um, man, I, I guess kind of with that, my, my final thought on the whole Father's Day thing, um, I think Ryan hit on a good point. Sometimes just take an opportunity to reconnect if, if that's something that's missing, you know, in, you know, temper, temper that expectation. Maybe it's not going to go amazingly well. That's not what it's about. It, it doesn't have to be a waterfall of emotion and reconciliation and everyone's fantastic and magical all again. It's uh, just, just at least test the waters, you know, do something in that way at the very least. And I can say this coming from a very raw angle of, you know, looking back on the life that I have with my dad, I, I can honestly say that I'm, I'm at the point where I'm not struggling with a lot of regret. Um, and that's something that I, I know that that's something a lot of people deal with in this position. I don't have a whole lot of regret. And it's because I know that through his ups and downs in life, through his better or worse times, I know that I would always make the effort to be there. He always made the effort to be there for me. And so there was at least always the effort. We didn't always see it eye to eye. We didn't always connect. There were a lot of things that we definitely had problems with. But whenever those things would come up, somebody was going to at least try. And maybe it didn't pan out. Maybe it's like, yep, yeah, no, that wasn't going to work. Well, we'll we'll try again later, you know. But make the effort. Um, that that can at least, at the very least, it can at least help you with the peace of mind of knowing that you're doing your part. Um, so from a, you know, son to father perspective, I would definitely recommend that. Um, if you're in a great relationship with your dad, again, going to resonate uh, with what Jeffrey said there. Every day is a day to celebrate it. You know, it, it's, it, this is just another day. Maybe throw a little something extra in there just to say, hey, you know, we recognize that today is the day, but it's always today. You know, always appreciate those people. Um, and then from a dad's perspective, looking at kids, um, you know, and kind of what Josiah touched on earlier, I don't, I try to not be overprotective and I don't want to deprive my kids of opportunity whenever it comes to allowing them to screw up, let them make mistakes. Let, I, you know, I tell my son, I've been teaching him, we've been working through the lessons of go get hurt. I, I, I need you to go get hurt sometimes. And he's like, he, he's, he's starting to get it. You know, he's starting to understand, okay, this pain's going to help me grow. So I'm like, dude, because he'll ask to do something stupid. I'm like, yeah, go, you know, maybe go get hurt. You know, we'll, we'll learn from this. Um, so I want, I don't want to deprive him of the opportunity, but one thing that I've said often, and one thing I will say for the rest of my life is when my kids need me, and I mean, when they need me, uh, not just if they need, you know, one help or they're, you know, whatever they're struggling, they have a growth opportunity. I'm not going to interfere then. When my kids need me, 
my mentality is I will literally stop this world from spinning and rip it off of its axis if that's what it takes for me to show up for them. And I would just challenge any dad to be that way for your kids. Um, if, if, that, if you've got kids, if you've got somebody who's looking up to you in that way or somebody who's dependent on you, don't get in the way of their growth. But just understand that whenever it comes to them, if you aren't prepared to literally end this planet to make sure that they're taken care of, reevaluate your stance, you know, because they, that's, that is what you're leaving behind in this world. You're building that. And we need to make sure that we're, you know, we're building that up to be the best it can in this world. So those people are looking up to you. So that would be my challenge to dads everywhere as I kind of leave that all off. I know I've probably had a few challenges throughout this of trying to call people out, but uh, you know, just make sure that those kids, you know, show up for them, be there, be there for them and make sure that they know that um, you are that safety net. So that'll be it. I'll, uh, I'll shut up for a little bit. <laughs> Jeffrey, go ahead. Yeah, no, just closing thoughts, guys. <clears throat> I, I mean, it's, we're so lucky. We're so blessed to be in, in the country that we live in to begin with. Yeah. You know, we have so many opportunities. We can have this live podcast and we can broadcast our thoughts and our feelings and we're not getting shut down. Um, and I think we're here because of the fathers that came before us. Yeah. And we got to remember that. And we need to respect the fathers that came before us. Um, I've always tried to seek out advice from people who are older than me, you know, mentors in business, uh, mentors in um, personal relationships and stuff like that. So I would reach out, you know, if your father's not around, maybe reach out to, to an older gentleman who's out there, you know, uh, strike up a conversation with somebody who's 70, 80, sitting on a park bench or behind you in line or something like that. You know, I'm sure they have a ton of wisdom to share. I'm sure they have some, some great stories. Um, but main thing too is, is just be present with your own children put down the cell phone whether it's you know for five minutes you know my son will come running in dad 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 oh hold on you know and it's like well nope let's pause put down the phone focus on this moment with this kid because you don't know you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow you know so try to focus on the now enjoy the present and yeah call your dad tell him you love him yeah that's all that's all good i i really like that stuff um I just love the perspective you guys give. Um, and, and honestly, one last thing too, that I think is really important too. If, if you're not so sure, but if you're showing up for your family and if you're being the right dad, man, it's never too late. It doesn't matter if it's just been like a few weeks where it's been off or if you like, man, 15 years I've sucked. Like this is what we're here for. This is what this team is here for. This is what these guys get up and do on a regular basis. They show up not just for their own families, but they show up for our clients too. Um, if, if you're wondering, ask Riley, who's been in our group and crushed it, you know, ask, David, who's crushing it. Ask Dave, who crushed it in our group. Ask Jordan. I mean, the list goes on and on. We just had two other gentlemen who wanted to make sure they're getting the most out of life. And um, in Jerome and in Tim. And I have these conversations with these guys. I hear they're hurt. Um, and not just specifically those guys. So many more, too, on a regular basis. And if look, maybe your alignment's a little bit off for that vision of where you want to get to. But then what you actually see yourself now. And they're like, holy crap, there's a gap. And I don't like Father's Day is going to be coming up. I'm not liking what I'm going to be seeing in the mirror. It's never too late to take action. Reach out to us. That's what, that's what these guys are here for. And that's what pushes them and drives them on a daily basis, not just for their own families. But they won't have the impact on you because, I mean, that's just a short list of some of these other men. Travis, I mean, Mike, these guys are taking action within our climate and our group. And they're making that change for not just their own lives, for their kids' lives, for the next generation of lives. It's awesome to, to 
see videos from from Jay to see Dieter just crushing and getting after. These are real people who are making real changes. And it's not too late for yourself. Um, even if you think maybe, you know, you're 10 years behind, it doesn't matter if you think you're behind. It doesn't matter if you're not sure when. The best time to get started is now. It doesn't matter if you think, oh, I'm 60 or um, it doesn't matter. Like you can get started right now. And this team is the one that'll help you to find an alignment of where you're wanting to get to and get things going in the right direction. So I highly encourage you to reach out. Like that's, that's what these guys are here for. And they'll, they'll help you get back on track as so I know I miss some people, but so many of those guys that I just listed, like they made the right pivots, they're back on track, their momentum's going in the right direction. It's because of these gentlemen around me who have helped them get, get dialed in. So really recommend that to you if you're listening. Yeah. It's a huge ad, man. Um, wow. Yeah. I mean, you know, we talk about in fitness all the time, you know, you're only one good meal away from being back on track with your diet. You know, you're only one workout away from being, uh, you know, back on track with your workout plan. We talk about the 10 minute rule, you know, when you don't want to do something and you know, you need to do it, just do it for 10 minutes. That's it. If you don't want to do it after that, cool. You did 10 minutes. Awesome. You made a dent. Right. And that's huge. Apply that to this, right. Apply those lessons to this. You're only a phone call away from, starting up a relationship with someone again. Uh, and you know, that's me. <laughs> I should take that advice, right? Um, you know, you're only 10 minutes away from a conversation that, hey, you never know what might happen. That 10 minute conversation might go an hour, two hours, three hours. You know, that 10 minute hangout session with your son or your daughter or whatever that you've been putting off. And now it sounds like a lot, but hey, man, it could turn into hours and a whole day spent with someone that you love. Um, so we're here for you guys. Uh, we're not perfect. <laughs> we just shared some of that, right? Um, we don't have these perfect backgrounds, you know, and, and, and that's part of what makes us so, uh, so relatable uh, and so helpful because look, we have nothing to hide. So excited. If you're out there listening, first of all, thank you for listening mm. to the show. Uh, we really do appreciate it, especially you made it this far because <laughs> we, we're talkers, man, which is awesome. Now I see why Joe Rogan podcasts for like four hours. I think we could do a four hour podcast. No joke. I mean, that's and that's a good thing, right? Because we obviously care enough to spend time doing this. I mean, we're all busy guys. I'm not even going to get into our schedules, but we're all extremely busy and uh, we care enough to do this for ourselves and for you guys. And, and, and honestly, like we are just humbled by the fact that you would listen uh, and tune in. So thank you for that. Uh, if you haven't already, we're going to wrap this up. But if you haven't already, uh, be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play, the True Transformation podcast. Um, you don't need to do anything uh, to pay us back for this amazing <laughs> talk. Besides, the only thing I would ask, if you love the show, just leave a review or just send me an email and let me know that you really appreciate it and you want more of this. I mean, we'd love to hear from you. It really does give us that fuel uh, to provide more value for you. We want to hear what you want to know about, what you want to hear more about. The reviews and the emails, they mean so much. Uh, emails are my love language, so send them over. Um, that's it for me, guys. As I always say, man, life moves fast. Let's make it count. Really appreciate you guys tuning in until next time for Alex, Jeffrey, Ryan, and me. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you guys soon. Peace. Thank you for listening to the True Transformation Podcast. Don't forget to leave us a rating and a review and subscribe to the show. True Transformation.